Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 30th of October, 2022. Usually we're recapping games on this type of day on Locked On Big 12, but we have some big news. It has been reported by the Sports Business Journal that the Big 12 has their new television contract in place with ESPN and Fox. We'll go through all the details of that contract. We'll discuss the future of the league, what this contract means in a lot of different ways with ESPN and Fox. But it's a great day for the Big 12. Let's get into this new shiny television deal that they'll have kick in in 2025. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, I am Josh Neighbors, host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I assume some of you who are seeing this uh, are new to the channel. Please subscribe. We've got Big 12 content basically six days a week, from game recaps to game previews, television contract talk, conference expansion talk. We do it all here on Locked On Big 12. Please subscribe. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, let's not waste too much time, guys. Let's let's get right into it. We do appreciate the subscriptions, all that kind of stuff, the following. It does mean a lot for us. But you all are here to hear about this television contract. On this channel, we've been talking about this really for months and even you can even talk about years when it comes to the conference expansion side of things, the Big 12 and the television contract, all of that stuff. And I just have to say, like, for somebody, and those of you who don't know me, I also work at SiriusXM, mostly on their Big 12 channel. Five days a week, I do the Locked On Big 12 podcast. The Big 12 is a huge, huge part of my life. It's a huge part of, I know, a lot of the fans' lives, all that good stuff. And from where we are, you know, today, we're talking about a, a television contract and where we used to be, right? Think about where we were uh, last summer. We got the news, and not this previous summer, I mean the summer uh, before that. We got the news that Texas and Oklahoma were going to go to the SEC. And a lot of people were questioning about, you know, the health of the Big 12 and where the conference was going to go. Would it survive? And I was somebody who was thinking the same thing, too. You know, a lot of people's livelihoods, whether it be at the Big 12 offices, uh, us in media, all that kind of stuff. We were really worried about the health of the conference for a lot of different reasons, just from a general health of the sport, whether, you know, our jobs, our teams, all that kind of stuff. And Days like today, I know it's a weird thing to celebrate, almost like a football victory, but on this Sunday, October 30th, right before Halloween, right before the uh, first version of the CFP rankings come out, we have a television contract to discuss, to talk about the tune of $380 million a year. But from losing Oklahoma and Texas to, you know, having to find a new commissioner, right? Wondering if other schools would be poached from the league. And then, uh, you know, getting the new commissioner, having all of this fall on his plate, having the Pac-12 versus Big 12 conversations, we have arrived. Brett Yormark got the job done, and he secured a television contract, folks, that I th actually think is better than what I expected it to be. So let's get into that right now. This came today from the Sports Business Journal. Michael Smith and John Orand had the news, and John Orand especially uh, Michael Smith, great job here too. But John Oran was somebody that I've mentioned very much in this podcast. He and Andrew Marchand have an awesome podcast, a sports business podcast of their own, which is about sports media and whatnot. And they've been all over the Big 12, Pac-12 television conversations. And it's no surprise that they got this news. So I'll just 
Uh, I'm really going to go, you know, guys, go check out this article, but I'm going to kind of go through the article and we're going to attack stuff as we go through this article, kind of break it all down. They said the once beleaguered Big 12 has stabilized its future by coming to terms with ESPN and Fox Sports on a six-year media rights agreement worth a total of $2.28 billion, an average of $380 million a year, according to sources. The Big 12 has two years remaining on its current contract, which runs through 2024 and 25, uh, an annual average of $220 million a year. The new six-year extension runs through 2030 and 2031. The agreement represents a big win for the Big 12 and new commissioner, Brett Yormark, who since starting his job on August 1st, immediately began plotting the new deal uh, to get a new deal done with the Big 12's incumbents, ESPN and Fox. The problem was the Big 12 exclusive negotiating window with those networks did not begin until February 2024. So the conference convinced the networks to start negotiating an early extension uh, you know, by telling them that any talks would not trigger the exclusive window. But your mark moved quickly to get the deals done with both ESPN and Fox in fewer than three months. So let's stop there. Guys, Brett, this is about Brett Yormark, the deal maker. This is about Brett Yormark going to those, you know, we talked about this guy being an entertainment guy. I talked about it in the beginning, and some of you all noted the very well uh, about his his roots and his background in business, especially that deal he negotiated for NASCAR. He was a big part of NASCAR's, uh, one of their big sponsorship deals, uh, you know, back in the day when he worked there. This guy, you know, is is good at going wherever he, you know, wherever he's been about making deals, about doing business. And the one thing you always hear is Brett Yormark seems to know everybody, right? And I think that's what helped him get this thing rolling early on, get this deal done early on and get it done at a dollar value that makes sense. All right, let's talk about this. That $380 million a year, $2.28 billion in total. Um, The Big 12 distributed over $40 million to its member schools last year. All right. And, and that figure is not just television. That figure comes from television, sponsorship, championships, um, NCAA tournaments, and uh, things like the college football playoff, right? That's where that monies, those monies come from. And now this deal, if you just do some simple math and you do 38 divided by 12, which will be the number of teams that the Big 12 will have here very short, uh, very soon. That's $31.6 million. It's six, six repeating. So if you just round up, it's around thir- a little bit ra- less than $32 million, basically, a year that they will distribute to membership schools. And that is just, that is just right now in television revenue alone. If you go back to the old, old deal and go 220 divided by 10, which is what they have right now, that's about 22 million in television revenue. You stack up everything else and they got over 40. So with that being said, if you're adding over $20 million in extra stuff and not television related, and this is a big distinction we have to make. I've been talking very much in this program. All told, I was skeptical the Big 12 would reach 60. I'm still skeptical the Big 12, all told, is going to reach 60. But Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network seems to share the the idea that this will be over 50. He tweeted, the Big 12 agrees to a new six-year media rights deal with ESPN and Fox through 2031, worth about $2.3 billion, $380 million uh, a year, as he says. Add in CFB playoff and NCAA revenue, Big 12 revenue will be 
50 million slash school, so per school, despite losing OU in Texas, currently 42 million per school. So, you know, we're not sure what that exact number is going to be. And I know the folks at 365 Sports were a bit optimistic, saying could be around 60. Well, it probably won't, at least not in the beginning, but over 50 guys, that's a very impressive effort. I have tried to be as realistic as possible, but this deal money-wise is about as good as the Big 12 could get. 400 million was a target. 350, I think, was what the network saw. And then they found a number between, and actually it was more towards the 400 side from all the reporting is what it sounds like. And they get it at 380 million. Um, This number is, is exactly what you were hoping for. Is it Big Ten money? No. Is it SEC money, what the SEC is going to be? No. But right now, in terms of conference money, I'm looking over at The Athletic right now. They've got a great breakdown of this about the future. The Pac-12, we don't know, so we've got no clue what theirs is going to be. If you look at the Big 12 now, it puts them in around what we talked about, you know, uh, $31 million per school, $380 million. So that's pretty big. The The Big Ten's got the seven-year deal worth one, you know, one plus billion. The ACC's got a 20-year deal worth $240 million annually. So that puts the Big 12 ahead of them right now. And the SEC obviously is ahead of them. So as it sits right now, once this thing kicks in in 2024, 2025, um, the Big 12 is appears, as it sits right now, this could change, like they're probably going to be in third place. Could the Pac-12 get around that? Sure. Uh, the Big 12 is, as it stands right now, two more mouths to feed in terms of number of teams because they're going to add the four incoming schools, drop the two leaving schools. That's going to put them at a total of 12. So more mouths to feed. Let's see what that – that's what you have to think about per school what we're distributing here. So let's see what that number is for the Pac-12. But the Pac-12 right now – you know, they're they're kind of hoping that they get an Amazon to come around in addition to a Fox or an ESPN to really split up everything that they've got. So the Big 12, in relation to the two top dogs, they're not quite there. But they're, they're showing you that 50 plus million dollars a year is an improvement right now. And I wasn't and, and you know, I'll, I'll make a couple on this. I wasn't sure they were going to get there. I was skeptical of that. Now, I thought they were going to get, you know, 25 to 30 million per school. I thought somewhere in that range is what everybody was talking about, which is an uptick. You have to, you know, account for inflation and whatnot. One of our viewers pointed that out the other day very smartly that, look, you know, these the rights fees are going up for everything. So, um, yes, it's a bigger number, but the Big 12 should have expected a bigger number than what they got last time around. You know, that, that was over, uh, you know, when they did the last deal, and that, that was over 10 years uh, you know, roughly 10 years ago. Right. And I mean, things change. Rights fees have exploded since then. So this number is a really positive reflection in that. I mean, uh, you know, it's a reflection, obviously, in, in, in you know, how the numbers have gone up, too. But it, it feels like the Big 12 in some ways. Now, you know, television numbers might not be as good. Let's see. We're not there yet. But this is kind of a markup. They, they end up getting more, which once again, they should get more. That's how the rights have been going up. But I think at a pretty good climb where they've beat out the ACC, who, you know, I would argue has got better brands with Clemson and Florida State and Miami and Duke and Carolina. I mean, because their deal locked them in, that's just bad business on their part and good business on Brett Yormark's front and the Big 12's front. They're going to get more than them and they might get a second deal that even increases that. Why? Because the ACC, they don't hit the market for them until 2035. The Big 12 
will hit the market in 2031 again. So they'll get another television contract before then. And you'd expect that rights fee to go up once again, if we're just following this natural trajectory that we're on right now. So the big 12, it's not, um, this provides security in the television, the year length, right? Six years, 380 million. It's not a super long contract. So you're not come, you know, completely boxed in like the ACC is. It's not too short. So you're not worried about losing teams in the short term. Six years puts you between the Big Ten and the and the SEC, I believe. And it also beats out the ACC. So you're in a good spot when it comes to that. And also about the distribution that they're going to get. Other things that are positive is remaining on cable. Right now, all the leagues are splitting up. ACC is with ESPN. The SEC was is, uh, Disney, the broader company, obviously. The Big Ten's got Fox. Now the Big 12 is with both of these companies. They're split between two major linear company, cable companies. And the big conversation was, you know, would they have to go to a streamer? Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV Plus. Would a NBC or CBS want to just put them on Peacock or Paramount Plus? And I'm sure we're still going to get some ESPN Plus games all right, as well. But they are with major, uh, major networks. And I think that is something that's very, very important to note here. And I'll, I'll even mention this, you know, as we go down the line, um, uh, you know, with this. In striking these deals prior to the exclusive negotiating window with ESPN and Fox, the Big 12 managed to achieve several of its primary objectives, namely stability and security and the ability to go back to its 12-member schools to seek an extended grant of rights and a leg up on a future conference expansion, so on and so forth. For the A package, ESPN gets uh, the, the top four football picks each season, six of the top eight picks, eight of the top 12, and 12 of the top 20 picks. So ESPN's your primary rights holder, the, the number one side of this. As part of the deal, ESPN also gets the rights, the Big 12 football championship game, and the basketball championship game as well. The Big 12, and this is huge here, guys, because this is actual part of football here. The Big 12's parody helped convince Fox, whose package includes 26 football games per season that will run on Fox Broadcast Network and FS1, to the deal. From Fox's perspective, the silver lining to those uh, to the loss of OU in Texas is that the Big 12 will be more balanced and potentially deeper. For example, TCU and Kansas State sit atop the Big 12 standings this season. Last season, it was Oklahoma State and Baylor. And the year before that, it was Iowa State. Um, and also, Fox uh, has also got a slate of Big 12 basketball games on Fox and FS1 for the first time. So now Fox wants to get into the basketball game because guess what, people? It's the best damn basketball conference in America. It has been now for the last few years. And I think even with OU and Texas leaving, which I think are two very solid programs, um, you're adding BYU. You're adding Cincinnati. He's got a track record of basketball. Houston might win the damn thing this season. All right. So you're at, and, and UCF as well is trying to, you know, they push Duke in the tournament. That's kind of their most notable recent basketball accomplishment. But they're getting involved with this. A lot of people were concerned that if the Big 12 went away from linear cable or any conference, 
goes away from linear cable, you're worried about how much viewership there will be, right? Notre Dame can go to Peacock and play UNLV. People will still go to Peacock and watch. The NFL can go to Amazon Prime. Actually, right now while I'm recording this game, uh, they're, you know, they're having a game being played as we sit right now on ESPN+. Plus. The Broncos just beat the Jaguars as I'm recording this. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting football, and the start of basketball season is about to be here as well. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, is Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And you, you don't worry about dropping viewership. Look at those numbers that they, they raked in for the first five or six weeks of, this, weeks of the season. I mean, the Bears and Commanders did over 8 million views. But there's a big difference between them and the Big 12. And, you know, and, and, you know, then you go to the Pac-12 and then there's, there's a gap between them and like Notre Dame. There's even further gap and, you know, between them as entities and the NFL, right? So there's big questions about, Hey, will that work out if you end up going with the streamer? Don't have to worry about that guys. We've got two companies that are, you know, that are television through and through. And also I'd like to note too, as we head towards college football playoff expansion, this solidifies the league. We've got AQs, so you think the Big 12 champion would get in. You think that two Big 12 teams could find their way into the uh, to the college football playoff, depending on the season. This might not be one of them, but also the competitive parity, like you said, is still valuable. But if we think that the college football playoff is going to go with the NFL model, where they are divided up between Fox and ESPN, uh, and maybe you know just throw CBS and NBC in there, sure, like why not, right? Why not? And maybe Amazon gets involved too. But but if you've got two of the networks that are involved with the CFP and you've got teams playing that have automatic qualifiers into that CFP, there's going to be obviously a mutual you know, interest. The, the Fox is going to have interest in putting on big, uh, big 12 games because those are teams that might be not only just playing them every single Saturday, but those are teams that could be playing on their network in a college football playoff game. Same thing goes for ESPN with an expanded playoff. These are teams that will be playing in the college football playoff on your networks. So giving them exposure during the season also helps as well, right? You want to, you know, prop them up. Um, you know, and, and the Big 12, in addition to that, they fill a need for ESPN. With the Big 10 going away, there is a need for, I think, especially noon and 3.30 action now. Uh, and, you know, some like ESPN has really prioritized putting stuff on the SEC network and the ACC network, right? So you got to put stuff there. Uh, the Big 12, at this point in time, there is no Big 12 network. Now, that might be, that could be coming. We're not sure. That's not mentioned in this deal at all, okay? But, you know, um, if that's not the case, they still got plenty of programming to offer in those windows. I just mentioned that the big 10 is vacating. Um, and also big 10 basketball is vacating those as well as it looks like they will be heading off to Fox or they are heading off to Fox CBS and NBC in that category. So we talked about the, the fact that it's all going to be on big cable, right? We talked about the fact that the distribution is going to probably put it at number three, at least television wise right now, it's number three. I, I'm not going to act like I've seen all of the numbers in the end, right? 
But right now it looks like it's probably going to be the Big Ten, the SEC, then the Big 12, then maybe the Pac-12, then maybe the ACC because of how long and all of that deal is. Yikes, that grant of rights is really scary for them. Um, we, we'll do more of this later on, but the expansion piece of this. This has now set the market for the Pac-12, all right? This has set the market for the Pac-12 and ESPN and Fox, and there are going to be some serious questions asked by all those parties involved about, all right, we've got this now. How valuable is this to us? How valuable is the Pac-12 to us? Do we need late-night programming? Do we need more of it? Does an Amazon want to jump in? I will say the one thing I like for the Pac-12 is, well, there's less mouths to feed, but that's obviously less programming. So I think the number, whatever it ends up being, will reflect that. But also we have to think about the brands they have. They still have Stanford, still have Cal, which I mean, you know, think about how valuable that is. We really don't know. They still have Oregon. They still have Washington. And you're seeing right now the season Oregon's putting on, that's a valuable television product. Oregon is Nike's college school. That is what they are for, for basketball, kind of, maybe sort of, I think that's more Duke. I think it's what, you know, uh, they've got a lot invested, obviously in Jordan brand at Carolina. Duke is kind of the Nike school, in my opinion, but when it comes to college football, which is bigger than college hoops, um, you know, from a money standpoint, uh, Oregon is that school. They still have that. I believe that to be very valuable. I believe Washington in a market like Seattle is also very valuable too, especially that program can really get things turned around there. So I, I think that they do have some nice things going for it, but I don't know how they add schools because, because right now, I mean, the big 12 got to 30, uh, you know, 30 plus million, 31, uh, close to 32, excuse me, after expansion, right? After they expanded, that's what they're getting. The big, the, the PAC 12 will have to, if they want to eclipse the big 12, They'll have to get to that number with the 10 schools they have now. And they've said that they're interested in expansion, but I don't see a world in which Boise and Fresno and San Diego State, who's been mentioned very much a lot in these conversations, boosts that over the top. I think at this point, it's more mouths to feed on their end. The last thing on this part, and I'll mention this because Max Olson uh, from The Athletic, who does a great job covering this league and, and covers college football, mentioned this too. Um, he says, important note to add, per sources, the Big 12's New Deal will have pro rata clause in the event of future expansion. Now, the big question is, um, you know, the, the big question about all of this, uh, you know, with, with the teams being added on is, in the Big Ten's contract, it says if they were to add Notre Dame, the contract value automatically goes up. In the contract with um, uh, that, in that contract also, if they were to add other schools, it says that there would be a good faith conversation, good faith conversation about the value of those schools, uh, about the an added television value in there too. So we don't know if it's an automatic escalator. We don't know if it's a good faith conversation. And Max has a piece about it up now in the athletic uh, that was, not, you know, he just posted it. So I was not able to catch it. I started recording this right now. Um, but I think that's something that we now have to track with this too. Another question also is, you know, would the big 12 be willing to take those schools on 
and ultimately kind of crushed the Pac-12 in those schools being the big four we've talked about, uh, Arizona, the Arizona schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and then Utah. And if it meant they didn't make more money, would you say, okay, we're cool with that right now because in 2031, there's probably a, slow, there's a low chance that there is a Pac-12 anymore and we're the conference that now no, that, that can fill every single television window, right? The four time slots in a day, you can do 11 a.m., you can do 3.30, you can do 7 or 8 o'clock, you can do 10 o'clock Eastern time, right? And I'm using all Eastern times because that is kind of the way we operate, you know, with these things. They become the only conference that can fill all four. Uh, Big 10 obviously can too, but I, I we'll see how much, you know, we'll see how much UCLA and USC is, is, is late night. But um, they become, I guess, one of two conferences then, right, that can fill all four windows and I think that you'd be more apt to populate the programming with those, the big 12 games, right? The Utah versus BYU, the Baylor versus Arizona. You'd put those games later at night because you probably want Lincoln Riley's USC teams playing at seven o'clock or three 30, not trying to demean any big 12 schools, but that's obviously the nature of it. But the thing is maybe you'd go back later on on that 2020, uh, 2031 date and say, all right, not only is our, the value of our product, um, you know, it's just going up because rights fees are going up. It's also going up because some of the competition is gone now. The Pac-12 might be gone now. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I have a hunch that the Pac-12 gets a short-term deal done. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post believes it's going to be with ESPN and Amazon. It's kind of the way it goes. Um, so maybe short-term, we'll see if there's some expansion, but I think the question now with the Big 12 locked in for that really strong number for six years until 2031, if you're Arizona, if you're Arizona State, if you're Colorado, if you're Utah, hell, if you're Oregon or Washington, and you've not gotten an answer yet, you know, obviously the Big 10 is what you is where you want to be. That's where you want to go. But if you're those schools, you might think too, man, would it just be better off for us in the short term to go to the Big 12? We're Washington and Oregon. And maybe we don't want to be there forever, but in the short term, you know, it's a six-year contract, so it's not incredibly long. Maybe we just go there and hang out until the Big Ten decides whether or not they want to bring us on board because maybe we know we can get more money over there uh, in, the, in the Big 12. That's the next thing we have to tackle here, and we will be tackling that as we go forward. So those are just my initial thoughts on this. We'll have more as thing goes, things go along. But I think, you know, and, and, and I'll read this last part here, your mark led the talks uh, for the Big 12, but worked closely with Mark Shapiro, Karen Brodkin from Endeavor, uh, Hillary Mandel from IMG Media, ESPN president pro in programming and original content, Burke, uh, Burke Magnus, along with VP programming acquisitions, Nick Dawson, Foxide Jordan ba uh, Bazant, I think it's Bazant, uh, who joined the company earlier this year along with CEO and exec Eric Shanks, President and COO Mark Silverman, EVP Larry Jones. Guys, this dude, Brett Yormark, is connected, is as connected as they come when it comes to this industry. That's why they brought this guy on board. The challenge, though, it's it's not over yet. Obviously, there's, a, there's expansion, but to me, the next challenge is not closing the gap between the Big Ten and the SEC. It, the next challenge is finding as many ways as possible to make more money, to, to make that league younger, as he talked about, to find ways uh, to add revenue and add value and make the place be a desirable, uh, the Big 12 be a desirable place for television programmers, for streaming apps, 
for uh, for schools, for parents, for potential players, for, for uh, prospective students, all of that. That's the next goal and, and uh, raising revenue. I've mentioned the you know the, the jersey thing. Uh, you know as many sponsorships as possible. You know the Big Twelve is an official beef jerky, official hard seltzer. I mean, doing all of that stuff is the next part of this challenge. Just attack on as much money as possible into that deal. And obviously the success of the programs is, is, you know, big part of that too. That's more on the school's level. I mean, it's, it's on him too, but like the schools have to keep doing well. Um, so I know there was no football talk, but the thing, you know, and we'll get to that. Trust me, you know, tomorrow's show, we got a lot to get through from this weekend, but it's a great day to be a fan of the big 12. We've got some security. We have got longevity. We have got major television partners who have made strong financial commitments to this conference uh, you know, while the gap is still big to other conferences, the power players in college football recognize the Big 12 as a quality league. Once again, I can't stress this enough. The fact that Fox said the parity in the league, the depth of the league is what drew them to do this contract to keep putting it on there to, you know, to keep going with that is huge. That means the quality of the sport on the field, despite the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, the fact that K-State and like which games have been on Fox recently. I know Oklahoma and Texas were on there's some big networks early in the season, but look at who's been been on the big channels. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU and and, and Oklahoma. Um or TCU, excuse me, and Oklahoma State. Obviously, Kansas State TCU got got pushed, which was garbage because of the World Series. We hate that. That's just the way, or the the championship series. That's the way it works. But the fact that the interest, you know, the, the interest in the competition is there, and the the basketball products being split up too. Everybody wants to get in. Everybody wants in on what the Big Twelve has from a quality sport perspective. That is pretty clear here. They are bringing value to the sport, and that is not something that people were saying left and right about these remaining schools a while ago. There are a lot of people saying, we don't want to touch those schools. The Pac-12 didn't want to take extra schools. SEC, ACC, Big Ten, they were done shopping. Shopping, the word that you know that, that George Klyavkov used. The fact that we're seeing now that major television networks see a ton of value in these leagues is a huge, huge positive. Well done, Brett Yormark. It is a great day to be a fan of the Big 12. Once again, if you want more Big 12 content just like this, make sure you follow us right here. Uh, subscribe to the channel thumbs up. Please let me know your thoughts about this. It's a big day here in the big 12. And look, I was skeptical once again about how much they would get. I'd like to say I was wrong. I, I was wrong about how much money they get there. You know, I didn't think they get over 50. Um, they're going to get over 50. They're definitely not touch 60, but I, I did not think they get over 50 and they did. That's because Brett, Yormark and the brass, they let Brett cook. They let Brett cook. He got the job done. He got the job done early and it looks pretty good right now. Once again, follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. Follow me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Like, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. Six days a week, Big 12 content. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.